Welcome to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. We are Dr. Jess and Dr. Bobby, two physical therapists just trying to live healthy most of the time and doing our best to see our glasses as half full. Some days that is much harder than others. Sometimes we interview others more knowledgeable than us on different topics to teach us about things we don't know. And sometimes you're stuck with Dr. Jess and I sharing our knowledge and information. So make sure you hit the subscribe button below to stay up to date on all of the two gals happenings. Um, and in this month of February, we're talking about exercise and we're very excited to have an, actually another PT on with us to give her viewpoint of exercise. But first, Dr. Jess, what do you have in your glass? So this morning, I'm still working on my smoothie. Uh, it's, you know, kind of the, the usual smoothie that, that I do. I've got, you know, dark fruits, a uh, little bit of banana, uh, oat milk, chia seed, ground flax seed, some protein powder, some ground peanut butter. Um, I think that, oh, and microgreens. I think that's about it. So it takes me a little while to drink it. I don't try and drink it too fast. <laughs> I can attest um, that they're very good. Yeah. <laughs> so Dr. Bobby, <laughs> what's in your glass? I got some water. Good H2O. Just plain um, old water. And today we have somebody with us who we are very fond of, and her name is Lila. So Lila, before you introduce yourself, what's in your glass? Pineapple. There we go. All <laughs> right. Bringing in a new stop. I like it. I like, I like it. it. I like it. Uh, so Lila. So Bobby, you might like it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Lila, tell us a little bit about you. Like, um, how do one? How do we know you? And um, and then um, yeah, quick little bio. Right. Well, um, we all went to physical therapy school together. Met in Florida. Um, currently, I am a home health physical therapist. Um, been doing that roughly almost twelve years, with a little bit of travel therapy mixed in with different settings. Um, my husband in PT school too, um, and we recently just moved to Hurricane West Virginia. Um, last summer. Um, he is working at a rehab, but I'm still doing, um, doing home health part-time about to start transitioning into birth to three though. Yay. So Lila is, um, going to be navigating the waters of bringing in a third child into her home, which is going to be super fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I already have one seven-year-old and then a two and a half year old little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, who both are jealous, I think, of each other. <laughs> so it'll be an interesting mix. Yeah. And oh, he's a tiebreaker. So, you know, I think maybe that'll yeah. help. I don't know. Yeah. And so he's definitely team girl right now. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you should find out soon. I ordered that sneak peek test. There we go. So, yeah. Next- yeah. I like it. Uh, so, in the month of exercise, we're, we're trying to talk to people that have different uh, versions of exercise that they enjoy. And uh, running is something that not everybody enjoys. However, some people do enjoy running. And we know that you uh, also enjoy running. So we thought that that might be like a nice person to talk to about your experience, and uh, which differs from mine. And, you know, Dr. Bobby has, has run in the past as well. So she's got a different experience. And I think it's important to highlight how it's not just a, a one size fits all, like I am a runner or not. Um, there's, there's all different ways of, of being an active person. So, um, so Lila, when did you first get interested in running? 
I've been running for, well, since high school. So I did try cross country, ran, you know, just kind of on my own 5k races through college, through uh, PT school. I did a few afterwards, but then um, I took like a, almost a six, seven year break Mm -hmm. from, I had my first child, you know, life just kind of happened and where we were living, it wasn't really convenient to, to go run. We didn't have family nearby. So finding babysitters and, you know, having to take the time to drive somewhere, whether it's to a park or a track or something, you know, that kind of just dampered it. Mm-hmm. After I had my second Samson, um, I had him in 2022, I mean, 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, after I had him, I decided I was going to get back into running. So I actually, you know, 2020, all these virtual races popped up and, um, I signed up for one and it was like a 26 mile. You didn't have to do it all at one time. You just, you know, added up the miles and then you get your little medal. So I did that, completed it. And then I was completely burned out. So it was another four months before I actually put my shoes on again and started running. Once I hit that, that, that point kind of haven't stopped, you know, I kind of fell in love with it again, kind of found my groove and, um, never, never wanted to do a half marathon and I've done three, but to know I've already done And I think I did, gosh, I did two halves last year and a handful of five Ks. So I think those races really help keep me motivated. It gives me something to look for. I have that that goal, that end date. Mm-hmm. Um, and since we've moved here, I've met friends, runner friends. So I know have a running buddy, which, um, helps with that accountability. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I can attest that sometimes when you get into that little bit of a burnout with running, that finding something to like either train for or a running partner or, you know, some sort of goal to shoot for. It's like, it really helps get kind of past that. Like I'm kind of getting bored with this. Uh, And so like, you know, like same thing, like half marathons, 15 Ks, 10 Ks, five Ks, full marathons, whatever, whatever it might be. It's kind of gives you that like, okay, like, even if I don't feel like running today, I probably should because I don't want to get behind on my training. And then when you're done, you're like, wow, I'm really glad I did go for a run today. I do feel better. Uh, so I can definitely attest that's something that I also have recently been doing is kind of signing up for a couple of races to keep myself motivated. <laughs> and those runs you don't want to do that are actually, well, my best runs, the ones, you know, it, the run just kind of gives you what you need that, you know, so I usually do enjoy it once I get out the door and we now live in a place and I've never had this besides Florida. I can open my door and just go for a run. I don't have to drive anywhere. It's, it's convenient. And that helps. Keep and, me- I, and if I remember you talking, like you not only have like a place to run, but you have like trails and like pretty cool things out your back door. Yes, there is this system of trails. Literally, I can leave from my front door and be at the the start of the trails and it's half a mile. There's miles. It's like 10 miles worth, maybe even more of trails um, back there. And I'm actually doing my first trail run next month. Um, I signed up for the 5K, but they have a 10 mile um, as well on the trails. And I will tell you, trail running 
is different than road running. <laughs> this is my first experience with trails and I really do love it, but it, it is different, um, require different shoes. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I'd oh. say when I, uh, I'm going to say with the trail running, when I lived in Asheville, it was like, I mean, that was like the best running. It was harder at first because I, you know, I really had to learn how to just, you know, with the uphill climbs and then the downhill, the agility with the footwork a little bit, kind of, it, it changes the cadence from when you run flat, you just kind of like, you know, set it and go versus like the trails that it just, I think there's more nuance, more technicality to it. Uh, but I loved trail running when I, when I lived up there. And I was going to say, sometimes I feel like, and it's just not just with running any exercise, working out. Sometimes the hardest part is like putting on the shoes, but if you can put on the shoes and start walking, um, or put on the shoes and like get on the bike or, you know, you just, whatever you had planned to do that day, like the hardest part is putting on the shoes, but put on the shoes and just start light. Like if you're not feeling running, start walking. And all of a sudden, at least for me, I found like, once I start that, I'm like, okay, let's go. You know, like I, I kind of got over that hardest part. Yeah, I'll definitely say that, um, you know, doing something to keep yourself engaged is also helpful. So, you know, a lot of people listen to music, which is which is fine. If I don't have a running partner to run with, I've actually been listening to podcasts and especially on a longer run, it actually, I feel like I'm better engaged when I've got that going or even like my running partner, like when he does a long run, if, if I'm not available, he listens to audible books and it just like the run just kind of goes by and you're just like off in this world. And it's just like super relaxing uh, once you're, you know, once the <laughs> cardio is there. Uh, and so there's just like, there's all different ways to stay engaged, but if you don't have a partner and if music is something that's like not quite your jam, um, like I, I just incorporated podcasts in my running probably this year and I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. Especially for long runs. I've been wanting to do that. I haven't, um, done podcasts yet, but, um, when I'm on trails, I don't wear earbuds, um, um, on the road. I just have one in, I run on a, so I just have one in, um, and sometimes I don't run with anything kind of learning <laughs> to enjoy, you know, the quietness. So, but podcasts are a good idea. Yeah. Especially if it's a topic that you are maybe something you're wanting to learn about or, you know, like something that you don't necessarily have time. Like I don't have time to listen to a 40 minute podcast in my typical weekday. Like I, I don't have like a, a, a set period of time where I'm not doing something that requires my attention, you know, between work and kids, it's, I need to be present. And so when I do my long run, that's, that is when I can, you know, listen to that. It's something that interests me that I actually value wanting to hear the content. And so that, you know, it, it's kind of good, uh, but I will say I only run with one. I only put one in so I can still hear traffic, you know, anything around me. Uh, if someone's coming up behind me, you know, I can, I'm still very aware of my surroundings. I'm never completely tuned out. Uh, and uh, it's, there's just a safety factor there <laughs> that you want to be sure of. When I was training for the, it was 2013. So it's been 10 years, <laughs> but training for the Chicago marathon, I had to train by myself, which was 
Man, if you can find a partner, so much easier because I think the most I ever did was like 13 miles before I went and did that marathon. And that was not smart. Um, But it's hard because like when you're running for, and at that time, that was like before AirPods, that was before really podcasts were a huge, big thing. Um, You know, so I listened to music and I talked to myself, but after like two hours of talking to yourself, and listening to music, like I did, like it was the first time I felt like I didn't have anything less to say. Like I didn't have anything left to discuss with myself. I didn't have any thoughts left. Like so, like I get bored, and then I'd be like, "Uh, okay, this run's done." <laughs> like <laughs> so, I think like finding something, whether it's learning, and yeah, Lila, I think like there is some you know benefit to learning to just be present and like be in the moment and not have. But sometimes on those really long runs, like. It, it's nice to have something once you're like kind of bored to like keep you going. Yeah. So um, now Lila, when you went through those times where you just didn't enjoy running, right. Uh, was there anything else that you switched to? Yes. I um, downloaded that Allo app. Um, oh. It's like uh, with another one too. Um it's like a fitness app. I can't think of the other one. Uh, the Allo app, it, you do have to pay for it. The other one was free. But there's, I also run into having a hard time of carving out an hour of time to do, to do exercise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but these classes, you can pick 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, up to an hour. And they have everything, yoga, Pilates, strength if you want to focus on core, if you want to do meditation. So I, if I don't feel like doing anything, I usually put on one of those. And I always start with like a small one, like, like a 10 minute. That gets me going. And then I usually end up doing a few more that totals, you know, 30, 45 minutes of exercises. Um, so I really like, like those apps, you know, I don't have to think what to do. Someone's there leading me it. Uh, I don't do those. I keep those uh, bands up in the bedroom and I have some doubles. So I'll either just get on the floor and do like a quick like hip workout or something or a core. Um, you know, I find it if I tell myself I'm going to do it 10 minutes, I'm more likely to do it. I had to tell myself I need to do an hour of workout because usually that 10 minutes turns into a lot more like tricking my brain. <laughs> to get- it's like just putting the shoes on. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. I think, I think we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> Especially yeah. when life gets busy and you've, you have this, um, I feel like at our point in lives um, and I think I'm speaking, I can speak for all three of us, but you have a to-do list that is never ending and if you're not actively doing something on that to-do list, it's growing. Um, it's not getting like shorter. And so I think sometimes it's really hard. And I know, Jess, you've talked about blocking your schedule for this. But sometimes as an adult, it's really hard. Like I have this, this, and this I need to get done or I can work out. And like we so easily, and I'm so guilty of this, and I even struggle with it to today, um, I, I drop the workout because all of this needs to get done when that workout is like super important. And whether it's just walking, going for a walk or um, doing yoga, meditation, stretching, you know, something for my body and my health. It's like the first thing that goes. 
I've also noticed I like to get up early in the morning. Um, and when my kids spend, that's like perfect time. But if I say I'm going to get up early and work out, it never fails. They always get up with me. <laughs> um, or one of them doesn't sleep through the night. And then it makes it impossible for me to get up at five to do my workouts. Mm -hmm. thing that helps me, though, especially when training for these longer runs, I don't think I could do it if I didn't have Eric's support. Because when it is those longer runs, you are going to be going longer, especially if you have to drive somewhere that's, you know, you know, 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. Um, so having him be supportive and watching the kids and like, yes, go, go do your thing. That also helps. That kind of takes some of the stress off of um, trying to get in me time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think that's like the, the time blocking and the scheduling. I have to do the same thing. You know, I've got, I'm, you know, I'm training some distance right now and that's like an active conversation of like, okay, on Saturday morning, you know, we'll get this, this, and this kind of done to make sure that everybody's in a good place so that I can head out, you know, cause it's, you know, a couple of hours of, you know, for a long run. Uh, so I can head out and then that way, you know, I don't, I, for short runs, I usually do push a stroller just because of the one, the convenience. If I, if I run after work, my husband can, you know, work on getting dinner ready while I've got the kids contained. Uh, and I don't mind pushing them in a stroller and it gets them outside. They love the, they love the fresh air. We go, there's all sorts of viewpoints that where we go and um, they get to kind of see whatever it is that we're going to go see and, um, and then, you know, come on back. Um, I really try not to push them for a long run unless I absolutely have to because of, you know, you know, who knows what might be going on that I don't have the, uh, the childcare. Yeah. But I, and then we also have family that, that we'll use to help. I might drop one, one boy off at, at my sister's house while I'm, you know, out on a run. So, you know, he can play there. So, but it's like, there's a coordination that really is, is all part of, scheduling you time that I like I actively have to do that in advance to make sure everything's settled so that I can that I can head out yes <laughs> it's it, it's a lot um, and winter it gets dark so you know those morning runs are kind of my only you know chance right now and and um, when we moved we kind of we sold a lot of stuff so I haven't um I don't have a treadmill right now um, treadmills are very convenient to have, <laughs> but I have one yeah. or buy. Yeah. I'll say I, I can do the treadmill. We have a treadmill in the clinic, so I can do the treadmill for probably like three miles. <laughs> like, I lose wrist fast. I'm about, I can do about four and then it's, it's, yeah. it's you no, know, yeah. but on those days or cold days or you have no option <laughs> you still want to get a run in it's, mm -hmm. it's I was like I'm so wimpy like up here in the cold when it's like 30 degrees out and I'm freezing and I um I'm always cold already so like it's freezing out and I know like when you run you get warm but like it is so cold you gotta put on jackets gloves hats this that it's like uh-uh I'll <laughs> find something indoors like um, and it is nice. I do have a treadmill here at the clinic, you know, that I can use. Actually, I have elliptical, which 
um, because I haven't been running and it's been so long. Um, it just, my body right now, when I go to run, it just hurts. Um, and I hurt before I even like get out of breath and tired. So I'll walk on the treadmill and then I use an elliptical. I have an elliptical here, which I really use for like running or cardio, getting faster, but then not having the impact on my joints right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so Lila, how long do you plan to try and run through into your pregnancy? Um, I have a, I'm planning, I haven't signed mm-hmm. up for it, but there is a 5k I want to do in May. Um, so I think that be six months, right? Sounds all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I was really toying with the idea of doing a half in the spring. I tried to get into the Chicago marathon and I didn't get picked. I was, you know, did the lottery draw. I didn't get picked, but I guess it's a good thing. Yes, <laughs> the marathon's in October. So there's no way I would have been, <laughs> I would have been able to do it. Um, I had plans to do a marathon this year, but um, that will be pushed to next year. But I do plan to run up until I can't. That race in May might be my last race. Um, I run better in cooler temps. Uh, my heart rate's able to stay down. I just, it, cooler temps works better for me. Uh, I do think I will still run. I probably, I don't know how much or how far or, you know, intensity wise in the summer, but I hope I'm able to stay a little bit more active with this pregnancy than I was um, with my last one. Um, and then I'm planning to do a 5K in December. So I'm hoping the recovery is uh, quick and easy. Mm-hmm. With your last ones or, you know, with someone that's coming out of pregnancy, like do you have, from your experience of running, um, and Jess, you might be able to speak your experience to this as well. Like, how did you get started again? So, like, you know, we want to kind of talk about like illnesses and pregnancy and like when life happens and it stops you from being able to do what you love and you want to get back into it. A lot of us just try to jump back in and then, you know, um, our bodies hurt and then we can't walk for three days, which kind of defeats the purpose because you want to try to make it a habit. You want to go back to doing a little bit each day. So how did you work yourself back in, whether it be from illnesses, from pregnancies, um, to get back to running or your t- even just your time off? I, um, after both pregnancy, I had C-sections for both. So I started walking, um, pushing the stroller. Um, and then from there, I just gradually ran half a mile, ran a mile when I felt like I could, you know, mm-hmm. I, I definitely my body, but I, I did take the grab approach, um, even with like, just like workouts. One of those apps actually has like a pre-pregnancy, um, or while you're pregnant workouts. And then, so those were good to, to utilize too. Um, and even when I took that like break from running was just, I wanted to jump back in and it was kind of an eye because, you know, when you're in your twenties, I could always go months without running and then go run in eight minutes and be no, no big deal. And then it's like, you hit your 30, and it just goes down. So it took me longer to get back to where I wanted to be. And I put myself with that, you know, um, I'm not going to run like I did when I was 20 years old, but I, um, 
I will say though, my 5k this past December, that is my personal best ever. So I feel like I am faster now over longer periods of distance than I was, um, in my twenties. So it, it's possible, but, um, getting back on track, I just went slow, you know, I just kind of gradually adding, adding that little helps. Um, I picked a 5k for that summer and then I picked the half marathon and, you know, I had that, the goal in my head of what I wanted to run it in. So that kind of and then I found training plans that fit where I was currently my fitness level and then um, like the time I was working in and also a plan that would fit my plan. So keep moving. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that PR. And I think some of that comes probably from your consistency, you know, like you know, in our 20s, yeah, like I remember Jess and I after PT school, we go run some days and some days we wouldn't. And, you know, so like, but as we're older and we know the importance and keep that consistency, we may be able to get to go further even than where we were when we were younger. Yeah, I think you're, you become a little bit more aware of just what the goal is and like implementing a little bit more specific strategy just because you kind of have to, because <laughs> it's not as simple when you're, as it is when you're younger. Um, I do think it's important to like really point out that like, if you want to run or if you want to run distance, that it isn't something that you just go out and run a 5k. Like that's, that's not how it works. I mean, you can, it's just not, it's not going to necessarily be enjoyable. Uh, like anytime I've taken a break from running or, you know, coming back after pregnancies, it's, I literally start with like, with pregnancies, I started with walking down to the end of the driveway and back and then walking like one or two houses down and back until it was I could walk a half mile and then I could walk a mile. And then eventually it was like, I'm coming in from my mile walk and I'm like, mm, I could probably, you know, jog a little, <laughs> not much, yeah. even just like the length of a house and then would walk. And then I started with, you know, those walk jogs. I called them walks because it really wasn't a jog, but it wasn't a walk. So it was my walk. <laughs> and then from there, you just let your body tell you what it's ready for. Push it a little bit, but not to the point of being miserable. And you just give yourself that grace. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that was actually enjoyable. I didn't beat myself up the whole time. I actually just listened to what I was capable of. And if there's a day where you're just like super tired and not having it, then walk. If there's a day where you're like, I feel a little bit better today, try a little bit more than you did the previous day or, you know, previous run or previous walk or walk. <laughs> um, the other thing I did after my second pregnancy is I, because I had a double stroller at that point, I actually got rollerblades. And in, in my neighborhood, the streets are, you know, it's like real quiet, like it's safe to rollerblade on, on the streets. And I rollerbladed to like build up my core and hip strength. And that helped a ton with being able to get back to, to running. And, uh, but, you know, obviously it has to be safe. I called it rollerblading with a walker uh, <laughs> because I, because I had the, the stroller to hold on to. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, for me, it was great. There was no impact, uh, you know, because I wasn't, you know, striking the ground hard. And, um, you know, it 
obviously like in a safe location is is you know where where I would do that uh so that was that helped uh, significantly actually with building up my hip strength again uh but you can easily build up your hip strength doing specificity of of strengthening as well so that just sounds fun though it was <laughs> yeah yeah so, i found for me one i really want to get back in and i am not running right now so this is before like last year and for me I found this thing where there was a goal of walk a mile a day, which was nice because it was walk. And I was at a fitness level where I could just go walk a mile and it wouldn't bother me at, you know, like not running a mile might've, but walking a mile wouldn't. So I just started walking a mile a day and then, you know, it's taking me 15 minutes. And I was like, Hmm, maybe I can walk two minutes, run one minute. And, you know, and then my time from 15 minutes to complete a mile went down to like 13 and then 12, you know, and then eventually I was running 10 minute mile, you know, just, and I could get it done in a mile. But that was also helpful for me was to have like, instead of a time goal, have a distance goal. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, every day, if I accomplished it sooner, like I didn't, to me, I accomplished my goal and now I could go get other things done that I wanted to get done instead of, and then eventually I would start adding on a little bit like let's see if I can go two miles you know something like that mm-hmm. I like it I think um one of the things I wanted to uh point out is like if you are trying to run during your pregnancy uh one you know it's definitely not the best idea to pick up running while you're pregnant like if you are already a runner then your body's used to that type of uh, you know, it's just the, how your muscles work, you know, how the ligaments are supporting your body. And if you start getting super achy, uh, it's okay to not <laughs> like, it's okay to switch to something where you're not getting that. Um, it's like that round ligament ache. I know I could run until probably like a part way through my second trimester in both pregnancies. And then it just got too achy. And at that point, it's like, well, what am I doing? <laughs> like, uh, so I think listening to your body while you're pregnant is just as important to listening to your body afterwards. And just, you know, give yourself grace with how you're how you're pushing. You can still be very safe with everything. And, um, you know, but just don't think like, oh, I'm pregnant. Now's the time that I need to like train for this big goal. Uh, it's it's okay to just say I'm pregnant. Like my goal is to keep my body healthy and strong. And I, I will, you know, pivot and modify as everything pivots and modifies in my body. And that's, I mean, whether you're pregnant or not pregnant, I mean, at any point in time, you have an injury, you've got an illness, you're going to have to pivot and modify. And so just always giving yourself that grace of like, I don't know, I've got this horrible cough, like maybe I'll walk and not sprint. (laughs) Uh, That's, that's okay. Uh, And I think that's kind of like something that I've had to learn sometimes the hard way of like, you know, my first pregnancy, I tried to run a little bit longer than I was comfortable with. I ended up getting frustrated. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I getting frustrated with myself? Like I've got a baby growing in here. No wonder like everything's achy. Um, so just like at that point I was in Asheville. So I was like, I'll hike. And, you know, I was totally fine with hiking. It was a, okay. I just couldn't take the, like that, that bouncing, the ligaments were like, nah, nah, not today. <laughs> especially I would say that first trimester like you know my best friend I asked her and she was like oh no she didn't feel anything she wasn't tired she didn't feel sick she felt great she was like I just felt normal and I was like really (laughs) you know that first trimester sort of some people's like survival if you got out of bed you did great Mm -hmm. 
I was like, yeah, I brush my teeth. That's all you get. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't run. I was, I was severely sick with Samson. Like the only thing that felt good was stationary. <laughs> like mm-hmm. don't rock the boat kind of thing. Um, this one, I'm still feeling sick, but I'm functioning more. Um, and I, I ran, ran last week. It was fine. I, um, I told my running partner, you know, was pregnant <laughs> and she, you know, she was totally cool going my pace, but I did do more. We did two miles on the track. So I did do more walking than running. Um, that was also the first time I ran in a few weeks because we had that cold blast <laughs> <laughs> and it was, you know, negative 20 um, with the wind chilled. So there was a few weeks I didn't run outside, but yeah, I definitely, um, I will get slower. This isn't my season to PR, but mm-hmm. even, so it's just a matter of, um, you know, just doing what I can safely. <laughs> but now so. you can PR after you've had two kids, I think is like, you know what? I think that's awesome. And, you know, just because we've had pregnancies or injuries or whatever it might be, it doesn't mean that you can't build your body back up again and having a goal that's like, huh, maybe, maybe I am capable of doing this just with some consistency. So. And that's why I did the first half marathon. It was kind of, I was kind of at that point, it was like, I need to push myself. I need to, what, what can I do? You know, I've done these five Ks. Um, I've never done a 10K race, but. I ran the, the six miles, but that's why it was one of my driving factors in the first half. And I tell you, addicting. you do one, you just kind of keep pushing it. And that's why I was going to do a marathon. Um, and in the trails behind me, it's in September. So, I mean, this year's out of the question about next year, but they have a hundred. So these ultra runs, West Virginia is like the place to be for races and trail races. It's, I love it here. <laughs> so many races, not enough time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited to what this journey, this, you know, what I'm able to do now with the pregnancy, but even afterwards, um, what I'll get back to. I think there's, um, a lot of times we think like, Oh, pregnancy. And then like, you know, I had kids, like, it's hard to like be back at my best, you know? Um, and I think Lila, you got your PR. I think another great example is in a sport that is incredibly hard to do as an adult is gymnastics. And there is a gymnast. Now, granted, she was an Olympian, um, but she is now married and has two kids. And in her 30s, she got back to basically elite level, Olympic level gymnastics. And just it was amazing to watch her train and amazing to watch her start because she literally started just by like conditioning and just strengthening and working out. And I mean, it was, it was a, like a few years journey. It wasn't like she just a few months later after having kids got back into gymnastics and started going, but it was just been really fun to like, just watch people after they have kids come back and be like better than they were before and healthier than they were before. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, it changes your perspective a little bit too. Cause you're like, I really do need to invest in myself. I want to be strong for them. And it's, you're doing it for you, but you're also doing it for your family. And so it gives you that other bit of push and drive to be consistent. Uh, I think at least for me, that's, it's, that's helpful. 
So, um, all right. So Lila, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's been lovely chatting with you about running. I love running. Um, <laughs> and um, thank you for sharing your experience as well. I think it's it's something hopefully other people can resonate with and realize that like, it's it's okay to like take breaks. Like that doesn't make you a bad runner and not committed runner. Like take a break, do something else. And then when it's like, ah, I'm ready for you know a new challenge, maybe try running. Who knows? Um, something that Dr. Bobby and I do have, we have a course series that we are, that we're really saying about exercise. We've got um, a running prevention course that is all on the website accessible to, it's pre-recorded. You can buy and um, watch it. And then we are going to be having a course coming out for postpartum recovery. And so that I don't quite know when that's going to be released, uh, but that will be coming out just to kind of help individuals understand from a physical therapist perspective, but then physical therapists that have also kind of lived pregnancy and recovered. <laughs> What's like the real answer to how, how hard is it to recover? Uh, cause it is work. It is actual work to recover from pregnancy. If you want to be able to push your body, uh, to back to where it was like running half marathons and things like that. It, it's it there's with that consistency, you can actually get very strong again and, um, decrease your risk of injury. So we've got all sorts of different courses that we have um, coming out. So that's on the website, www.2-gals.com. Uh, it's on the description below. And we also have the membership to the podcast as well. So it's a monthly membership. It's $5.99 a month, nice and accessible for everybody. And with that, we have all sorts of information to be able to implement small change to uh, lives. And whether it's mindfulness, exercise, um, anything, communication, all sorts of fun things. Uh, and then we go live once a month in that as well. So we can really be a little bit more accessible to the, the members. So it's called Two Gals Insiders. So we really appreciate everybody listening. Follow us on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And uh, we will- and Dr. Chess, I have yeah. one little, one question. Yeah. What, we're going back. So we had talked about, we're going back to challenging our viewers every week with one little thing that you can do to yes. kind of implement what we talk about. So Dr. Jess, what is our challenge this week for our listeners? This week, the challenge is to get outside and or on the treadmill if the weather's really bad, <laughs> but uh, to move for 10 to 15 minutes, walk or run and just challenge yourself to see, is this something that I would enjoy if you're already walking or running? Uh, then maybe give yourself a little bit of a goal to shoot for this this week, maybe a distance goal, time goal, uh, but something to just give yourself that little bit of challenge and then be like proud of yourself for doing it. So enjoy that and take a picture of yourself, tag us, and then that way we can share your win with other people. So it's like, yay, good job. Like we can all do it together. So And where do they tag us? Oh, sorry. At two gals and a glass half full. Uh, so it'll all be in the episode description, uh, but that's the way to do it. Okay. All right, everybody.